Hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the 19th day of October, 2023. God. I... Anyway, I have not been drinking. It is Thursday that much. Uh, I'm certain of now. <laughs> I'm feverishly looking around. What is it? Anyway, I'm Derek Hunter. That much I know, because nobody's dumb enough to swap with me. Uh, appreciate you listening, downloading, sharing, telling a friend. Please keep telling your friends. Keep spreading the word means the world to me and please keep signing up at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or Derek Hunter.locals.com to support the show five bucks a month enter the contest all that stuff and so many of you want copies of my book I don't get it but I'll uh, I'm happy to do it I bought two more copies on eBay there you go if you're looking for a cheap copy of my book eBay you can get them for like four or five bucks although I think I bought all the ones that were like four or five bucks with free shipping. So you don't have to pay for a little bit for shipping. But anyway, check it out. Um, and for those of you, I get emails every once in a while. What about Gary? What about Gary, your producer on your old radio show? And I forgot to mention it. I went uh, golfing with Gary uh, last week. Gary and my friend Adam and my uh, friend Steve, who is also my plumber, who I met through Gary. So it was a good time. And Gary's doing well. He got fired as well because... They wanted to celebrate diversity. That's what they wanted. Yeah. And it's just pathetic. The station's kind of a joke now. It's this middling, I don't know, kabuki theater of people posturing as something they're not. But whatever. Uh, so Gary's enjoying life. He's still the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles in the stadium. If you ever go to an Eagles game, play their game, blah, blah, blah. They, that's Gary right there. So he didn't need that crap anyway. So it was good. And Gary, I think I beat Gary. Yeah, maybe Gary. I can't remember. It wasn't a great. I had a couple of great chips. I had a couple of great. We went to this inexpensive course. And um, I chipped probably I don't know, 30 yards away. And I hit the pin. I left a couple within like five feet of chips. Which are usually the weak part of my game. I don't golf. In the My friend Steve... Bless his heart. He's like, hey, would you ever... It's the first time I ever golfed with, with Steve. He's like, you're a pretty good golfer. You know, if you just worked at it a little bit longer. And, and Adam and Gary rolled their eyes. Like, I told him this. I told him. I'm not a great golfer, but I'm good enough. I'm passable. And I always say, well, if you put some effort into it... And I always say, well, what do I get out of it? What I, All I get out of putting effort into golfing is it costs me more money. And... Then if I do get better and I have a bad game, it annoys the hell out of me and it kind of ruins my day. Whereas now if I have a bad game, I'm like, well, well what are you going to do? I, I don't really care. I look at golfing as an opportunity to hang out with my friends and that's it. I do it three to five times a year maybe and uh, that's it. And so I don't really look at it as I've got to really get good at this. If I did nothing, but if I had the kind of money to do nothing but golf, I suppose I'd do a lot more golfing. But I'd still prefer to be home with the wife and kids. So, But if you uh, you get good at it, all you do is, like, I'm not going to make the PGA Tour. It's too late. I'm not 18 years old. So what's the point? And he's like, well, would you ever want to go on a golf trip? We're going, i got a golf trip coming up. It's four rounds and three days. And I'm like, no. 
I I feel bad. It makes it seem like I'm a, I was being a jerk. I wasn't being a jerk to him. I could have agreed to go, and I would have been miserable the whole time. I don't want to golf three time, four times in three days. I want to golf one time a week, maybe at the most, at the most. And I don't really even try to do that. But if I like had my way, I'd do it that much, and that would be enough. So the idea of that, like I I. I said I mentioned poker. He got excited because he's got a poker tournament that he does, and I said, you know, I used to host poker tournaments at the Daily Caller back before there was even a website. Back when it was, they were going to call it the Northwest Corner. And God, I listened to that book about Tucker, and uh, just not. It was a fine first draft. They just didn't seem to talk to anybody, and the author read it, and he mispronounced people's names. He mispronounced things in the conservative world he he got basic things he didn't get them wrong he just didn't dig into them in any way shape or form uh, he could have been a really interesting book as it was it was i didn't learn really much of anything but um and it's not just because i i know tucker but because it just it just wasn't wasn't that good it, it, it super he spent a lot of time describing the setting at the table and the food, the smell of the food, and then uh, did nothing about the conversation at the table, which is the whole point of the dinner party, in my opinion, if you can make sense out of that metaphor. But anyway, I just said, you know, I used to have these poker tournaments on Friday nights, 20 buck buy-in, uh, what do you call it, uh, Texas Hold'em. It was just for fun. Nobody's getting rich out of it. I think the winner won like 200 bucks the most when we had that many people paid first and second most weeks and then when we had enough people we'd pay first second and third got their money back and we had just sat around and drank and smoked and that was it and it was a good time it was in the offices at dupont circle back way the very first offices of the daily caller and uh i made it to the finals a couple times the final table and i was so bored by the time i got there literally just so bored to tears by the time i got there that I would just go all in. I wouldn't look at my cards, all in. And I'm up against, oftentimes I was up against my friend Garrett, who took this so seriously. He's like studying the cards, studying me. And he's like, I don't know what you're looking at me for. I didn't look at my cards. I, I couldn't have a tell. I don't even know what my cards are. And he'd fold. And I'm like, dude, just come on. And I'd off, I offered him a couple of times, like, why don't we just split the money? Like you and me, we're the last two left. We split it. It's like 120 bucks. We'll both get 60 bucks or whatever. So we will have beaten the odds or whatever. We'd come out ahead. No, 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 no. And he did it. And he won. I didn't win because I'd not planned to win. I, for me on a Friday night, 20 bucks is, if that's all I spend, <laughs> I'm winning already. Of course, you know, Tucker and Neil, the Daily Caller offices, oftentimes more often than not but not always provided the liquor so you know they stocked the bar and then left tucker didn't drink and well neil might have a sniff but that was about it like a little snifter of he had the good scotch he kept it in his desk but he'd let you have a glass with him anyway enough about that let's get to the stupidity of the world in which we live because holy frank tanana do we live in one dumb ass kind of world President Sleepyhead went over to the Middle East. He was humiliated on the way over there. This hospital scam that I talked about yesterday is 
not going away. It is amazing to me that the Democratic leadership in the House of Representatives, we'll get to the House of Representatives and their idiocy and the Republican idiocy in a second, but Rashida Tlaib is still running around committing that blood libel against Jews, against Israel, claiming that they bombed a hospital. Now, it's messed up because the hospital is still standing. And somehow the story went from 200 people died to 400 people died, and nobody can show the bodies. All the pictures are of a bomb. You see a bombed out building. And the first time I saw the picture of the bombed out building, it was on the cover of the New York Times, by the way, the bombed out building. And I thought, that um, that doesn't look like a hospital. Because, you know, granted, if a half of a hospital collapsed, I feel as though if it were still a functioning hospital, that I could look at it and go, okay, that's a hospital bed, that's hospital equipment. Their hospitals have certain things in them that are recognizable. Now, granted, it's a third world hellhole run by terrorists and occupied by a lot of terrorist sympathizers. Uh, so maybe they don't have the latest, greatest machinery in there, but I would think they'd have hospital beds. I think they might have TVs. They might have, I don't know, even just IV bags or those poles on which IV bags hang. None of that is visible in this picture that has been making the rounds of this stone three-story building that is accompanying every story about this bombed this tour bombed hospital oh my god it's a bombed hospital first of all well second of all or whatever number of all we're up to it doesn't really matter at this point infinity and all it's a three-story building you're telling me that 500 people died in a bombing of a three-story building is it the pentagon is it like i'm serious because a 747 flew with a full payload of fuel into the, the world's largest office building, the Pentagon, with all those rings and I think it's five floors, full in, flew into it full blast and I think 189 people died. 189 people. And I believe that counts the people on the plane. And you go, how, okay, then how does hitting a, a three-story hospital that's only two rooms and a hallway wide, if you look at the picture, uh, one room, then a hallway, then another room across the hallway, how does that fit 500 people? But you see, you're making a mistake. Now, maybe you didn't think of that. Maybe I've just got a perverted mind at that. But you look at that picture, that occurs to me eventually. At first, I think, oh, is that okay. That's sad. And then you, even if it's Hamas that did it, it's sad that you don't want to bomb a hospital. You don't want to bomb a school. You don't want to bomb where innocent civilians are. But rocket's going to blow up. Why doesn't it blow up right there on the launcher? You know, that'd be so much better. But then eventually it does occur to you. You go, wait a second. This is weird. You're showing a bombed out, I don't know, industrial building and a parking lot where a fire broke out. If you're going to take out an entire building and 500 people, there's going to be a damn crater like you wouldn't believe. 500 people in one bombing is significant, is huge. That's a city block because you got to figure most people would live through it. So you've got to have a high percentage of casualties in addition to the 500 dead. But not a single journalist in this country bothered to look at it. 
bothered to think about it, bothered to contemplate it whatsoever. It was so juicy. It was dripping off the plate, fall off the bone juicy. Just I had, It had to be true. They had been waiting for something to happen. I'm surprised that Hamas didn't go for the, it killed 1,500 people. Now we're even kind of thing that they do, the the equivalence. You know, it's got to be a proportional response. It'll be a disproportionate response. Oh, no, not a disproportionate response. So they're trying to get the number of deaths that they can claim up to around 1,500. They might even go to 3,000. Like, all right, you killed double of us than we killed you. So there you go. We'll call it even. Please stop. So they thought they could bite off 500 in one chew here. There's no, I'll go out on a limb here right now. There's no way on God's green earth 500 people died in the explosion involving this building and involving the parking lot where the cars were on fire. There is no way unless there were 40 people per room at a minimum, at a minimum. Have you seen, now, to all the uh, libertarian detectives out there who went through every photograph saying, I need to see decapitated babies or it didn't happen. I'm not going to. It's propaganda. You see, if, look, at, I've looked through 40 pictures of murdered Israeli babies and I saw all of them with their heads relatively intact. So the idea that decapitation, like you're, there's something sick with you. Like you're not even denying you're offended by the method of death and not by the, the murder itself. And maybe there aren't pictures. Maybe maybe it's certain things people don't post online. Hamas was the one that was posting all this stuff online because they got mileage out of it, right? They wanted to spread terror. They wanted to spread horror. And they wanted to inspire like-minded anti-Semites around the world. Get them sexually aroused. Think of how many babies were conceived on the night of October 7th around the world because the foreplay for anti-Semites was done for them by paragliding jihadis in from Gaza. Think about that. Sick people. Sick. I'm, I'm only partially joking. You don't think that Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar got laid that night? You kidding me? <laughs> so when all this story is going on, you've got these idiots in the press just reporting it just reporting it oh my god it is it's a hospital it's a hospital it's a hospital there may have been a hospital near there but that ain't a hospital on the cover of the new york times by the way you can see it in my my uh twitter timeline it uh i don't know i tweeted it sometime around six o'clock on on uh wednesday if you want to dig back and find it but still you have members of congress running around looking at you, Rashida Tlaib, and she gets the focus of my uh, column, her and her, her sister, Ilhan Omar, running around talking about how it is these poor children were murdered. Oh, no, the murder, all oh, those stinking Jews, blah, 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 blah. They bombed a hospital. Now, it's known that this is a lie. It's not just Israel claiming it, it's Hamas claiming it. The radio chatter, the phone call that was intercepted is between two Hamas terrorists they probably are friends of of Rashida Tlaib she most likely recognized the voices talking about uh oh one of our missiles fell short yeah it fell by the the hospital what by the cemetery they admit it that's not good enough they she still she knows all of this there's video of it actually hitting the freaking hospital 
this miss this errant missile and she still goes out in front of a crowd of fellow travelers a crowd of jew hating monsters and says this continue to watch people think it's okay to bomb a hospital with children you know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry and they're shaking and somebody you know this they keep telling them not to cry in arabic they do they can cry i can cry we all can cry if we're not crying something is wrong and so i'm telling you right now president biden not all america's with you on this one and you need to wake up and understand that we are literally literally watching people commit genocide and killing a vast majority just like this and we still stand by and say nothing we will remember this, but all of you, you need to know, I swear to God, you are on the right side of history. Yeah, you're on the right side of history because, you know, if there's one thing that God is known for, it's hating Jews, right? God, I cannot stand this woman. This is the face of the Democrats outside the U.S. Congress today, talking about, oh, those poor children. Did any children die? I don't know. I don't know. I don't believe terrorist organizations. You know, call me crazy. I don't believe terrorist organizations when they try to spin me. She does. She knows these people. She probably saw an early draft of this idea. This hospital, or should we pretend this hospital was it? Which one is it? It doesn't matter. Now, remember, at this point, it was known that this was a fake, that this was something the Palestinians did to themselves. And she's out there lying about it. Same with Ilhan Omar, her little scissor sister there. She tweeted out, quote, bombing a hospital is among the gravest of war crimes. The IDF reportedly blowing up one of the few places the injured and wounded can seek medical treatment and shelter during a war is horrific. POTUS needs to push for an immediate ceasefire end to this. Then she went home and blew her brother. No, I'm just kidding. She's not her third husband. She's no longer with her brother. You hate to see when families break up like that. But honestly, these people know better. Now, what's amazing to me is now that we know that it was Hamas, who blew up this hospital, if we're just going to play their game. It was Hamas that blew up this hospital. Do these people still consider it a war crime? Or is it just a war oopsie? Is it a war crime still? It was a war crime when they thought Jews did it. Is it now just a war oopsie? Oopsie, what are you going to do? Nobody's perfect. I mean, come on. What are you going to do? Who hasn't tried to kill a whole bunch of innocent Israeli civilians only to kill a whole bunch of the civilians on your team? It happens to the best of us. It's the ultimate blowing your fingers off with playing with firecrackers. Oops, I meant to throw, I meant to blow up that that squirrel because I'm a sociopath, but I ended up blowing up my own fingers. What a terrible tragedy. Just one of those things. It's weird how this horrible, heinous war crime stopped being a war crime. 
Will Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar and the rest of the goon squad, AOC and everybody, still run around and send a petition to The Hague saying we need to find out who launched this missile and start a war crime? We can try them in absentia. Something must be done. No, they're not because they don't really care. They're more pissed now. They want to get a refund. Like, can we? Do we still have the receipt for this this rocket that we launched that didn't make it that blew up and killed some Rome? It should have gone over to Israel and killed some Jews. We were promises were made, and now it ended up killing some of our own team. And so we're pissed. We are pissed, and we want our money back. We've got a receipt. I would like to speak to the manager. God help us all. So these mutants are out there talking to these other, the crowd of mutants. I hope and pray, if you're in a position to hire anybody, if you're in a position to hire anybody, I hope you do due diligence and look up what these people that you're considering hiring have done in their lives, where they went to school, and then which organizations they were a part of. Don't take it on their resume. Find it on the web. And then look at their face. Look at them. Watch these videos. Bookmark these videos. And see if you recognize anybody. See if maybe somebody's coming in for a job. Not just today, but bookmark them permanently. So that maybe in a year or so they decide to come in and they're trying to get a job. And you go, I just want to check something. Go back and look at all the pro-terrorist, pro-Hamas little mutants out there, unshowered and chanting. And God, did. Can we raise some money to get them new chance? They got, they've got like intifada, intifada, and the crowd's like intifada, intifada. Offer everybody in that room five thousand dollars to tell you what intifada is, and not one of them will know. Maybe the maybe the speaker will, but probably even not there. They're just weaned on hate and bred in stupidity. But make sure these people are unemployable. That's why you make the rounds on social. You, you send the videos out. You retweet the videos. You repost the videos. Not because you want to draw attention to these people because you want to draw attention to their cause, but you want to draw attention to these people so that when they wise up, when they pull their heads out of their asses, there are consequences for it. Even before they do that, when they try to go get that job, and like, wait a second, why am I not getting it? This economy is terrible. It has nothing to do with the economy, dude. It has to do with the fact that you were members of the uh, Democratic Socialists of America, the DSA, and they were celebrating and cheering and helping publicize and organize pro-terrorist rallies in New York and around the country. So, yeah, I don't want you to work here. Well, uh, that was the organization I belonged. That wasn't me. I don't really care. You know, guy who lays down with dogs, shocked to find he has fleas. Guess what? You need to be dipped. You need a, like a new flea collar or something. You need to find a job someplace else. I don't care. Doesn't matter how perfect your resume is or might be for this. You're a bad person, and I suspect you'll be a lawsuit to fire if you turn out to be a crappy employee. But there'll be somebody else who won't be a lawsuit to fire, who probably won't be need to be fired because they didn't spend their time in college, you know, marching with Nazis. So, yes, make these people famous. They went into the United States Capitol. Now, I'm old enough to remember a crazy time. Hairstyles were different. Fashion was different. The music scene was... It was just a, a different time, man, in my youth. It was the year 2021. 
when on January 6th, the worst day since 9-11 and Pearl Harbor had a baby, when elderly ladies entered the Capitol building and took photographs of themselves in the rotunda. I still shed a tear thinking about that horrible day. That was called the worst thing ever. There are people in jail to this day who have been denied bail. They're being held without bail because they made the mistake of voting for Donald Trump and then exercising their First Amendment rights. I'm not talking about the people who fought the cops. I'm not talking about the people who kicked in the doors. I'm talking about the people who walked in the Senate side, where the doors were opened, where the police let them in. Those people who had no idea what was going on the other side of the gigantic capital complex. Those people are being made to suffer too. Now, yesterday, today for me, a bunch of mutants marched into the United States Capitol all wearing uniforms and saying, uh, demand, cease fire, and all this crap. And they protested inside that very same Capitol Rotunda and in some House office buildings. I wonder... It's weird, because on January 6th, remember when AOC said that she felt threatened? They were coming after her. She was scared for her life, even though she wasn't in the building at the time. She was way like a couple football fields away in her office building. I wonder if AOC felt threatened this time. Well, I would have been there. I would have had to run, but uh, I was charging my Tesla. Yeah. She's such a phony piece of crap. Everything bad that comes her way, she absolutely deserves. But... These mutants took over. They protest. It is illegal to protest inside the United States Capitol. That is one of the charges. That and disrupting government uh, proceedings, which, you know, what's going on today, they're voting on a House speaker, that the January 6th defendants are charged with and facing insurrection calls and horrible, horrible things. None of these mutants, even the ones who resisted arrest, will not be charged with it, will not be accused of it will not be held without bail it's just not how it works they don't care democrats are raging hypocrites they are bad 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 people speaking of bad people let's go right to the queen of bad people shall we Il, uh not ilhan omar what's her face um aoc she appeared on cnn she appeared on CNN with Abby Phillips. Credit where it's due. She did a good job of trying to get AOC to answer the question. A serious question. She is incapable of answering a serious question. She gives bumper sticker talking points. She's a moron. She evades and then eventually... Abby Phillips gives up, but I just want the leftists to hear what their God sounds like. As all of this kind of kicked off, you and several other of your colleagues uh, released a statement calling on a, for a ceasefire uh, in the region. But I wonder, what is Israel supposed to do about Hamas after they murdered, brutalized, mm-hmm. abducted over a thousand of their citizens? Are they supposed to just do nothing? Well, you know, I think what's important to note about a ceasefire is that it's not one-sided. 
Hamas has been sending thousands of rockets into Israel as well. And what is important is for us to identify our goal in terms of what safety means, in terms of what defense means. But and if I, think I may, it, Congresswoman, I think the position from Israel's perspective is that there was already an attack. Mm-hmm. And Hamas already committed an attack. Mm-hmm. After that happened, do you really believe that they should not respond to that? I think what is important in terms of response is Israel does have a right to to self-defense. I think what we need to take a look at in this situation is if collective punishment qualifies as defense, if the blockade on water, food, electricity, if the dropping of white phosphorus, uh, which is an indiscriminate weapon, qualifies. So I do believe that there's a discussion to be had here. I don't believe that an either-or approach is what is uh, necessary, but we should identify what our goal is, which is the cooling of tensions in the region. Israel's goal is to rid the region of Hamas. They've been very clear about that. And I I certainly take what you're saying about the condition of Gaza right now for civilians who, as you point out, are not synonymous with Hamas. But for Israel to deal with Hamas, which uh, is a force that is actually detrimental to Palestinians. Absolutely. How else are they supposed to address a violent militant, Mm -hmm. some say terrorist group, Mm -hmm. other than to go in there and and take them on directly? Well, You know, when we talk about going in there, I think we should also keep in mind President Biden's statements uh, as well about what a potential what the implications of a potential ground invasion would be. This is an inherently complex situation. I do believe that Hamas needs to be dealt with. But how, I think, is what I'm trying to understand. And I think what we're trying to figure out right now is that this present situation of collective punishment and and indiscriminate attack is, is one approach, but we are seeing the, the issues and the complications with that approach now. I'm just... Can- anyway, no, we're seeing the... How? How? Well, we're seeing the issues and complications. Hamas should be dealt with. How? Well, we're seeing complications. Make them sleep with her. All right? That'll be the punishment for them. They're waiting on virgin. Virgin. You imagine this person being your representative? Imagine the, the depravity of your moral core to vote for someone like this, to elect someone like this, to look at someone like this and go, this this is the person who represents me best. This is as close to me in Congress as I can get. Now, there are a lot of people in her district who obviously are not brain damaged and morally depraved, but there are uh, a majority of them, at least of voting age, who are and that's how she ends up getting in there. She won, basically, by saying, I'm Latina. And that was it. That was her whole campaign. That's how she, she won in the primary. I'm running against a white guy, and I'm a Latina in a uh, Hispanic district. The district hadn't changed. It's just nobody ran against the guy who was there already as saying, uh, uh. And, oh, yeah, we've been conditioned. To blindly follow people who look like only people who look like us could ever possibly represent us. This is great. Now, thank you for pointing out that you're just like me, ethnic-wise. I don't care what you believe. I'm too stupid. I voted for you because of your skin color. These are the Democrats. This is their brain trust. 
This is who these people are. Rashida Tlaib bombed the Israel just bombed the Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians, doctors, children, and patient patients. Just like that is still up. She's still up there. She knows it's a lie, but she doesn't care. She gets more mileage out of the lie. Nancy Pelosi and Hakeem Jeffries, her sock puppet, were both asked about whether or not the uh, tweets and the, the statements that I've read you from Tlaib and Ilhan Omar are cool. John McCormick and Ben Jacobs, two journalists, both asked, tweeted, McCormick tweeted out, asked uh, uh, the ceasefire, asked about the ceasefire resolution because they were trying to push a ceasefire resolution. Asked about a ceasefire resolution sponsored by AOC Tlaib et al. After a press gaggle that just wrapped up, House Democratic leader Hakeem Jeffries told me, quote, I haven't seen that resolution, end quote. And then Jacob tweets, Jeffries says he hasn't Omar from Omar and Tlaib when asked about them. Nancy Pelosi said, I have not seen those tweets. So she can't possibly comment on them. These are bad people, ladies and gentlemen. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. But I'll tell you, out of the woods, out of left field, if you had John Fetterman on your bingo card, and the the voice of moral clarity in the Democratic Party, you just won. I swear to God. I would not have thought that Uncle Fester would have stepped up with something like this but he did, or at least whoever runs his Twitter account did. Quote, this is the official Twitter account of Senator John Fetterman of Pennsylvania. Quote, it's truly disturbing that members of Congress rushed to blame Israel for the hospital tragedy in Gaza. Who would take the world of a, the word of a group that just massacred innocent Israeli civilians over our key ally? Who Democrats would, John? You're not. You're not talking. Look, I appreciate it, but you're not talking about anybody but Democrats. He then followed it up with, "I will always stand with Israel and look forward to supporting any military intelligence or humanitarian aid to get the job done." John Fetterman, not kidding. <laughs> I've read that. And I'm like, you're kidding me. This is John Fetterman. I was shocked. I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's Jewish. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's something that simple. Because he's as left-wing as the day is long. I don't think his wife is particularly friendly. With the, the, she's a super progressive. But whatever. It is nice to see. Now, the stop clock right twice a day? Yeah, I guess. But when John Fetterman is the voice of moral clarity in your party. There is something fundamentally wrong with your party, is there not? There is something dramatically wrong with your party. If John Fetterman, fire ban, is the guy that is leading the charge against terrorism and he's the lone voice out in the woods, there is something fundamentally wrong with your party. Now, Joe Biden blamed the terrorists for the attack on the hospital as well, whilst in Israel, sort of. But I want to play you this because it's... 
Joe Biden, he didn't seem to wake up. Like, I don't know what the hell. <laughs> you figured this out. I was deeply saddened and outraged by the uh, explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday. And based on what I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team, not, not you. But there's a lot of people out there not sure. So we've got, we got to overcome a lot of things. And also means encouraging, life-saving uh, capacity to help the Palestinians who are innocent caught in the middle of this. And, uh, well, at any rate, that's, that's who we are. Not just me, but I mean, that's who the United States is. I just, no, that's not just, not just me, that's who the United States is. That's who, anyway, that's who we are. Okay. I guess you get points for pointing out that it was a terrorist rocket that blew it up. But it wasn't you. It was the other team. It was the guy with, without the little funny coffee filter had things. It's the other people. Uh, thank you for coming all the way over here, Joe. You, your support means the world to somebody, probably. It could have been really just... God, if we had a leader with balls and principles, not just somebody, look, you're going to have all the balls in the world, but if you don't have brains to back them up, what's the point? You go over there and you say unambiguously, no, this was done by Hamas. It's not a, well, it looks like you guys didn't kill all those Palestinians, but you'll get your, you'll get your fair share, so whatever. No, you go over there and you say, no, they didn't do it. The terrorists did it. It was their own damn fault. This is the evil that's out there. I, I, I appeal to the people in, the, in Gaza to rise up against these people, against these terrorists, take them out, arrest them, take them into custody. They are bad people. They will lead you nowhere but good. You know, we're good at all. And oh, by the way, Hezbollah in the north and your Iranian sponsors. I moved an awful lot of military here, top military people here and equipment near here. And if you decide to rear your ugly head and you decide you want to try and take advantage of this thing, we will end you. All right. I know, Iran, you got your nuclear program well buried underground. And you think, oh, you're never going to be able to bomb it. We can bomb it pretty damn good. We can bomb the ever-loving hell out of it. Plus, we could also just bomb you. We have really good bombs that we can spot your coffee in your office in Tehran, in your, uh, in your headquarters there, in your government capital. We take you out, all right? You are on notice right now. Recognize it. This is your one chance to continue living. I suggest you take it. I don't care if you do. But just from a practical standpoint, for your sake, looking at this objectively, I hope to God you take it. And then you walk away. And then you walk, oh, international diplomacy. Oh, yeah. Don't do it. Hey, Hamas, knock this off. Israel is going to go after you with a fervor you've never seen before. We're going to support it. And if we see any of you, we're going to kill you too. And oh, by the way, we're going to actually forget it. We're going to start killing you. We're going to go in there. We're going to send in special forces. We're going to send in strike teams. They're going to come in at random. We're going to find out where you're hiding. And we're going to come in and we're going to kill every single one of you. Everybody remotely tied with Hamas. So if you're, if you're not in Hamas and you're hanging out with Hamas goods, don't. Don't. In fact, to increase your chances of survival, I suggest you work with us to spot these monsters. And we're going to go in and kill them until every single hostage is released. Not just American hostages. Not just the dozen or so American hostages, but every hostage, regardless 
of their nationality. Why? Because you killed almost 30 Americans, and that's enough. We will exact hellfire revenge on you unless and until you people in Gaza give up these monsters or we put a bullet ventilating the head of the last one of you. Good luck to you. That sort of thing. Probably toned down a little bit, but you get the idea. That would be nice to see, would it not? Somebody just comes in and tells you how it is. Somebody who literally, you know, when you always see in the movies, hold me back, and then then when once the friends get a hold of them, they uh, the the hero is then held back by their friends. I'll go after him. I'll go after him. No, I don't want that. I want I want the hold me back done genuinely, done genuinely. Instead, we got this. This is Joe Biden on the plane on the way back from Israel. I don't know what the hell he's trying to say here. I don't know what the hell he's trying to do. I know that in the video, there's a whole bunch of his staff, including Corinne Jean-Pierre and the Secretary of State, who look absolutely nervous. They look like I imagine I looked when uh, Quinn was born. I'm just like, oh my God, what the hell? Are we going to be a kid? Are you kidding me? There's no barrier to entry for this thing. Um, maybe you can figure out what the hell Joe Biden's trying to say. You know, uh, years ago, I asked the Secretary of State when he and I were working in the Senate to write something for a man. He said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we lead, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it. I'll wait later. Taking too much time. <laughs> taking too much. You're si- you're flying on Air Force One. It's taking too much time. What did the pilot put the uh, ding dong? Put no snooker, no more smoking, and put your seatbelts back on. Sign on. I don't think he did. I got the Secretary of State back when I was in the Senate, and he's a staffer in the Senate. I asked him to write me something. I think it's appropriate now. I think it's appropriate now. Here's a quote that I think really encapsulates the moment. It's not. Uh, <sighs> Well, anyway, it's taking too long. No, you just forgot where you are and what you were saying. That's all. That's what it is. Good Lord. Okay. Uh, all right. Good job or something. Like, I don't know what the hell you're doing, but good on you. Good on you, Joe. Believe this idiot is president of the United States. This is president of the United States. Then again, the president of the United States is not as bad as the House of Representatives. I didn't capture it because it's just stupid and it's short. But some idiot out there, Congressman Bacon from wherever the hell he's from, he voted for John Boehner for Speaker of the House. They're just not serious people. I get it. You don't like Jim Jordan and you're going to have the sads with it, but you look like a freaking idiot not being able to come together on a Speaker of the House. So now they're talking about Democrats are working overtime, promising everybody the sun, the moon, and the stars if they just vote for Hakeem Jeffries. There's a real possibility. I wouldn't have thought it possible before. But now there's a real possibility that Hakeem Jeffries ends up being Speaker of the House. That's how freaking stupid these idiots are. 
Now, Republicans, you, know, you think, well, the Republicans will just vote again to vacate the chair. No, Hakeem Jeffries wouldn't become Speaker of the House without the help of some Republicans. You can pretty much count on them jumping ship if they did. So, you know, Hakeem Jeffries would be Speaker of the House. It's unlikely. I'm just saying it's, it's a possibility. What's more likely is these idiots cook up some sort of temporary speaker pro tem thing for the congressman who's in there now so they can get because they can't get anything done right now they can't get anything done because these idiots and now yesterday 10 people voted against jim jordan now 12 people voted against jim jordan it's going the wrong direction like he's a mean bully like i'm sorry but you're a pussy all right you're a pussy. he intimidates people if you're intimidated by another grown man and you're a grown man there's something wrong with you. You're a coward and you probably shouldn't be in any position of leadership or power whatsoever because you're a pushover. Like, I, I don't believe that what you're trying to do is the right thing. Oh, yeah? Well, how about I, I give you a wedgie and I'll give you a swirly if you don't. Okay, please, please, I'll vote for it. Just stop being mean to me. You want somebody like that in Congress? Oh, Jim Jeffries is a, Jim, Jim Jordan is a, is a bully. Oh, you poor dear. You poor dear. Show me on the doll where the congressman touched you. How embarrassed would you be as a human being to admit that? Because it's not like Jordan's running around going, I, I, I just kicked somebody's ass. There's a congressman over in the corner. He's uh, currently getting stitched up because I just beat the ever-loving hell out of him. And you're next, pal. I'll stab you. I'll shiv you. I've been working this bick into a, a sharp point on the mortar and the bricks in the hallway all week long. Yeah, you can you can slice bread with this thing, man. You can cut a, a cheap steak. Well, I'll stick it right in your neck, you son of a bitch. You vote for me. No, that's not what's happening. We have lowered the bar for what constitutes bullying because we're so against bullying and therefore created a whole bunch of just there's no other word for it pussies so much you put stand up for yourself grow a pair get your testicles to descend from your stomach you coward and if you can't do that get the hell out of the house of representatives so that somebody who can can get into there i'm not a care jim jordan's a speaker get somebody to be the damn speaker of the house you idiots can't get together. Well, this guy's too conservative. He's not conservative enough. He'll sell out on this thing. He'll sell out on that. Oh, there's a meanie. He's a meanie bumbalini. When the Democrats win the House next year, this particular thing will be forgotten. The speaker, although Democrats will remind people of it. But the general sense of Republicans are too damn stupid to be trusted with anything important. That will stick with people. They don't have to remember why. It's just that sense that these people are idiots, that these people don't know what the hell they're doing, that these people aren't qualified to lead. They got their heads firmly up their asses. That sense will stick with people. You can't wash that kind of stink off. Not in this short a period of time. It's your act together. And elect somebody. It's Speaker of the House. It's not your daddy. You don't have to screw him. You don't have to be friends with him. You're probably never going to have any interaction with him. You don't control anything but the House of Representatives. There's not going to be any really big battles that matter in the next year and a half or next year 
It's an election year. You know how this works. You got to deal with budgetary crap. Just get that done and try not to step on a bunch of rakes. That's all you've got to do. Who is driving that bus through what is essentially the parking lot doesn't matter. The ball is not going to be moved. Stop being crybaby little bitches and get your act together and elect somebody. Speaker of the House. Idiots. Every single one of them. (sighs) Anyway, I'm done. I'm done. I've had enough of these people. It's Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. We probably won't have a Speaker of the House by then. We'll still have a whole bunch of Democrats running around. You know, all these idiots that stormed the Capitol... The uh, Speaker of the House controls the Capitol Police. There can't be any real serious investigation ordered into treating these people even remotely because they won't be charged by D.C. uh, prosecutors. But you can at least investigate since this happened purely on, although maybe it go to federal court. You could really throw the book at these idiots or at least put the fear of God in them, cost them some money treat them a little bit like January 6th defendants, but you can't when you got a wishy-washy, mealy-mouthed acting speaker that nobody's ever heard of. I can't even remember his name, McDonald or something like that. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's where you are. Nancy Pelosi would be all over these people if they were conservatives. She'd be calling for the death penalty. Hell, she'd be she'd be in, enacting it. She'd be pulling the trigger. But Republicans and their circular firing squad not going to do it. Idiots. I'm telling you. They're all idiots. But you're not. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>